0: Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We are a little bit late, but we appreciate you hanging around. We're back. Yeah, we uh, we missed our Thursday episode of the Bad Batch. So the last time we were here was last Wednesday. Right. So uh, we'll talk about the Bad Batch at the end of this episode. But we are here to talk about the Mandalorian. All right. We are now at the halfway mark. Can you believe it already? Already. yeah. Yeah. Right. So we're talking about chapter 20 called The Foundling, all right? So we saw the episode and, you know, we broke it down into three storylines. So we're going to talk about these three storylines, starting with um, The Mandalorian, the the tribe, you know? Um, So the the episode opens up where they're actually doing some training, you know, combat training. Uh, They have the little foundlings. They're actually uh, going through these challenges. Uh, (laughs) um, Then puts Grogu in a challenge with um, has Visla's son. You know, which we now know he has a son. Yeah, yes. I
1: suspected it from the beginning because of the helmet.
0: <laughs> the helmet looked the same, right? Yes, yeah, you did say that, right? So he has a son named Ragnar. Uh So he, which he
1: does not fail to make a parent.
0: Yes, right.
1: Especially so, Ragnar, Ragnar. Ah!
0: Yeah. Uh so the the you know Ragnar and 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 Grogu are you know, uh, a part of this dart challenge to see how, you know, who has the fastest draw um, with these uh, look kind of like. Um,
1: no surprise, Grogu wins.
0: Yes. Well, yes, of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like paintball, it reminded me, you know, you've never, I yes. don't think you've ever played, you know, anything about paintball? Yes. Okay. All right. Of course I do. Yes, that's right. You have played Paintball, or something similar to that, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, gotcha. So that's what it reminded me of. And then, once again, you know, there's this creature just comes out of nowhere, you know. Um, and talk
1: about that for a second, yeah. I feel like every time Mando shows up, he shows up just in time to save the clan.
0: That's the armor,
1: does not seem like she's holding it down,
0: but yeah, I, you know, uh, she doesn't seem to be the warrior, you know, uh, she's not. As far as I've seen, you know she's not a combative person. I don't think she's really into this. F- I
1: mean, she's combative as far as verbal, but she's mm-hmm. she doesn't
0: fight. But yeah, physically, I don't know if she is considered someone that you want to set into combat unless you know she's trying to save the life of a youngling uh, or family. Yes, or which she's done in the past. Uh, but you're right; it just seems like something is going on uh, with the Mandalorians and these creatures yeah, are suffering coming out of nowhere. Attacks. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm
1: pretty sure that crocodile creature from episode one that thing showed up at the end,
0: mm-hmm. right? Remember? Yes, I do. And now we have this uh pterodactyl or this uh raptor with wings, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like the way it looks in live action,
1: and then it snatches a foundling,
0: it, it snatches Ragnar, right? Yes, <laughs> so and
1: carries this poor kid off like a leaf of the
0: wind, exactly, right? So you know, long story short, you know, we know how this is going to end. You know, they're going to save this little boy.
1: Yeah, although it was kind of alarming when the bird literally barfed him up.
0: Right, yeah. So let's talk about that. So I was, you know, going just about to say that... uh um, Bo Katan led the charge, right? To find this. Yeah, Bo
1: Katan became the uh she's a quote leader of the war party. Yeah,
0: she was given a title. How about mm-hmm. that? You know, and so it was
1: Paz, Mando, and Bo.
0: Yeah, she's still trying to fit in, but she's she seems to be doing okay. Yeah, so let's talk yeah. about what happened to the boy and, and mm-hmm. the mother. By
1: the way. So fun fact in real life, birds uh, the, the mother birds when they feed their children the worms, they chew it up first and then barf it up for their children
0: because
1: hmm. that's the cleanest and most sanitary way to get your daily dose of whatever worms have in them
0: well that's a true story right they, they yeah. do that and it looks like that was exactly what was going to happen with this uh with Ragnar this little boy she's about ready to I mean she kept the boy in her mouth not to to, to chew on it but I think she was just carrying him to feed her children yeah yeah and then right before. I'm sure
1: she's like, all right, some kid with a helmet. I'm yeah. sure he'll be soft.
0: So, right, right before, you know, she spits him out. You know, we're not going to talk too much about this. But spits him out. Uh, she's The entire just, episode is
1: about this bird and Ragnar, <laughs> just so you know.
0: Right about to drop him into uh, that nest with her children. And then, of course, like you said, uh, um, Din and, and Paz, you know, they all come to his rescue. And the rescue the boy. And Bo. And Bo, absolutely Bo. Bo, they're fine. The little boy is fine. You know, they get back to um get back to their headquarters. Uh and uh the armor is just really um enamored with, with Bo and her valiance. You know, she is she's a, like a true. Wow, warrior. you
1: received the highest honor of Mandalorian Camp. Right. And I'm like just last episode, here I was thinking Sparks would be flying.
0: Right. I, and
1: Bo's already received the highest honor a Mandalorian can, which yes. is like, does not compute. <laughs> this kind of feels like saying two plus two is three.
0: I, something is going to happen with those two characters, the armor and I, I feel and like Bo-Katan. they got to
1: blow up, because they both have strong personalities. They and do. And Bo doesn't really walk the way the same way the armorer does. True. Because imagine she's kind of obsessed with not removing an object from her head, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. and then made an entire group around that yeah. obsessed with having that object remain on your head for well, all time.
0: We have to give credit to Bo. Seems like she's trying to fit in. I don't think it's a um she's pretending that she wants to be a part of them. I think she's, no, really she's trying definitely to trying it.
1: to do her part as yes. well as understand their culture.
0: Exactly. That's a very good point. And now that we're on the subject of bo that leads us into our second storyline. Yes. All right. So we did say that uh, the armor rewarded um, Bo for her valiance and you know for her strength and courage of saving that family. And she
1: also got one of her shoulder plates blasted off.
0: Right. Okay. Right. And then the armor, uh wants to repair that shoulder pad, uh, mm-hmm. give her some new Beskar. And she asked the question, what a would you like on your shoulder pad? She's
1: right. like, "Shall I forge it with the night owl?" And so these people are talking like they're old English. Bonekinnan's like, "Would it be acceptable if I would wear one poultry with the night owl and one with the mythosaur? I would like that." And the armor is like, "The mythosaur is available to all Mandalorians. Yes, that's right. You may wear it." And I'm like, "If I want the mythosaur, I'm gonna wear the mythosaur. Right. And if I want the owl, I'm gonna wear the owl." Well, it
0: was nice that she had a choice.
1: It is nice, but, like,
0: why why, why are they saying it like that? Well, they're trying
1: to be nice to each other. I know. You can kind of tell they're trying to mask some tension there. It
0: could be. Could be. We don't know. We'll see. But here's the kicker. So the next point that Bo brings up is, you know, what if I told you that I saw a mythosaur and the armor is, you know, didn't really understand what she meant. Like, well, you know, what do you mean you saw uh, well, you know, I saw a mythosaur. Say, oh, well, you know, that's maybe a
1: very noble it, vision.
0: Yes, it, maybe in, in your dreams, maybe you saw the mythosaur, and Bo said, "No." You'll see
1: a lot of things when you're a Mandalorian.
0: Yes, but Bo said, "No, I saw the real thing." All right, and Guys, then, get
1: me a Mandalorian costume for Halloween, okay? Please, please, okay, all right, please, okay. please. Why, why please.
0: are we why are we moving away from the story here? Okay. That was kind of random. No, no, that's fine. And then the armor... Okay. The armor's response was a very interesting one. It was really like, okay, this is the way. I love how the
1: armor is just like, oh, you saw a mythosaur? All right, back to forging this armor piece. Yes. Something... I think
0: the armor is up to something. I don't... Well, my first guess is that maybe... She already knows, the armor already knows that the mythosaur exists, and she's keeping it to herself, just like Bo was going to do.
1: But then again, first of all, remember when Bo's, not Bo, the armor said, oh, the living water's of Mandalore, the mine's collapsed, it's all poisoned. So she would not have known if there was a mythosaur. You think about it.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe
1: she'd heard rumors or something, but nothing concrete enough. Well, and if she'd heard rumors, that would have solidified it even more when Bo told her she'd see the Mythosaur.
0: Well, let me be the devil's advocate here. Oh, boy! Could it be that the Armora is making this all up so that no one else would know that the Mythosaur exists?
1: But she has no reason to do so. Well, how do we know? Why would she be protecting the Mythosaur, though?
0: I, I don't know. I think the same reason why Bo was trying to protect, you know, you know try to prevent people from not telling anyone. She's not preventing that she's,
1: people from seeing it. Well, she's just keeping your right. close, close to your chest. Yeah, that what like she's lying
0: about seeing it? Well, that's the question. Why are, Why did Bo keep it to herself up until now? And the first yeah. person that she tells is the armorer.
1: So let's say you envisioned a butter cookie factory, right? Now here we go again
0: Shit. with the butter cookies. Okay. <laughs> All right.
1: But if you were to see that, mm-hmm. you were the only person to see it. Yeah. And then you were to go tell your friends that you saw that
0: Mm.
1: you think they believe you,
0: but here's the thing. Look, that's a good, I'm glad you brought this up now. Okay. So the point of the butter cookies is I I love butter cookies. All right. So that's the reason why Keith keeps bringing it up. Now, if I knew a factory that created butter cookies and I love butter cookies, you think I would want anybody else to know where this factory is located. I want to keep all the butter cookies for myself. So my point is, that maybe the Armora did know that the Mythosaur exists. She knew that Mandalore was, you know, not poison. You could fully walk around without any problems. But I think she just wanted to keep people away from the planet. But, yes. like,
1: she'd have no reason for to, well, for, the power. Mythosaur, for
0: power. I think for power. Because
1: the Mythosaur doesn't really provide you power. Like, mm. it's great to see it. It is quite powerful as a symbol, True, but I'm talking about the creature itself. Mm -hmm. Like, if you were to say, kill the creature and bring it back, what would the mythosaur provide? Like, what would be the reason to hide it? And if you were to hide the living waters of Mandalore, what would be the reason for that either? Because if people are going to go through the trouble to redeem themselves in those waters, they're probably going to die anyway if they... If something they, like that were to happen, so
0: they would have come I f- across the mythosaur, you mean? Yeah, okay. but I'm
1: figuring they probably they probably wouldn't survive before they got there. I see. Because of all the dangers in that cavern. Okay. So why would Bo want to protect that not Bo? Why would the armor want to protect that either?
0: Well, I mean, it's a very good question. So that's a, a question that we can put out there to the audience. Um, yeah. do you think the armor already knows that the mythosaur exists? Or do you think that she's now hearing it for the first time from Bo-Katan? So that's the question. Maybe we could put it, you know, maybe
1: um, as, page. on
0: the community page, right? Or, you know, just let us know. If you're listening right now or watching us, you know, put it in the comment section. What do you think? Yes or no? Yes, the armor already knows and was keeping it to herself. Or no, maybe she doesn't know and she's hearing it from Bo right now for the very first time. All right. So, I thought that was interesting. So, that's story number two. Okay. uh Let's, let's stop the QA a and say hello. Okay. Let's say, yeah. Charlie. Charlie. Hey, I, Charlie.
1: I enjoyed the look of the new armor of Bo Katan. 100%. Yeah.
0: Same here. Yes, exactly. Mary B. Oh, wow. Bo Katan meets the armor. I have not seen any of this season, but wanted to stick around for the stream, anyways. Well, thank you so much, Mary. You should
1: watch it. The Mandalorian yeah. is great television.
0: Yeah, yeah. And thank you for joining us this evening. Great question, says Alex. I really like Grogu flashback in the rescue mission. Yes, we will talk about that flashback. Yes.
1: Yeah. Ooh, Mythosaur. That That sounds sounds intense. intense. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Keith getting a Mando costume, LOL. Okay. Alex, I agree with Mary Keith. (laughs) Keith should get a Mando costume, LOL. All
0: right. Well, that Uh, that wasn't the question. The question was, you know. This is the way. Okay, Kermit makes an interesting point. A that
1: Mandalorian is. costume and more butter cookies. Okay. This is the way.
0: We could put that in the chat, too. Should Keith get a Mandalorian costume for Halloween?
1: I'm going to make a poll for that. <laughs> the so, only answers are yes, yes, and absolutely. And if anyone tries to answer no, I will delete that. Poll.
0: That does not sound like a fair poll to me. But anyway, so Mary. Kerman I am all mis-
1: through the deal. Pray I do not alter it any further. Okay, that's a horrible Darth Vader. That's impression.
0: okay. Kerwin makes an interesting point. Thank <laughs> you, Mary. The armor could have uh, motivations that we do not know, and could be trying to conceal or reveal things according to the things we do not know. That's what I'm thinking. I, I, you know, I was just surprised by her reaction. Although, you know, if you did know that the Mythosaur existed, you'd want to play it off, right? You would say, "Well, really? Wow, I didn't know. Like, well, where'd you? What did he look like? Where'd you, where'd you see it?" You well, know, just the to armor pretend is you acting
1: like she has no clue, but in right. a weirder way. Well,
0: yeah, but if something is just uh, – the armor is hiding something. I think Bo's going to get to the bottom of this, and then that's going to be friction between the two characters. Let's and, and Can I talk about – uh so, Let Charlie. So, Charlie, I'm still very curious about if the armor is someone we know. Ooh, that's interesting. Still props to Emily Swallow, voice actor who plays another super kind person. Emily Swallow, yeah, she does have a very – she I love her voice, you know, so I love hearing um the, the armorer speak. You know, yeah, yeah, the
1: armorer doesn't really make sense, but good voice.
0: I do like you know, it's she Emily Swallow is a very good voice actor, you know. I don't trust the armorer, but you know, Me she's either. got a nice voice. <laughs> All right. So Alex, I think the armorer knows and she keeps it close to herself as a power play of some kind. That's what I'm trying to say, Alex. I think she knows more than she's leading on. Oh, and I wanted to say something else as far as friction. Um, you know, maybe something going on between the armor and Bo-Katan. I think that there's going to be a problem with uh, Paz and Din because, you know, they both have sons yeah. who competed in this, uh, you know, competition. I think there's going to be a rivalry going All on between right. the dads.
1: All right, Dad. Yeah. Help me though. Okay, so that was yeah. one bite Paz Viseless Child has fought multiple people before and multiple yeah. other families. Mm-hmm. Grogu's already had some experience. I mean, not like with shooting darts or paintballs, but he's had combat experience before. Grogu. Yeah. yeah. You know, just kind of force pushing things. So. And Paz's son has already fought many other foundlings before, so I feel like it'd be kind of arbitrary for him to just suddenly pick up a rivalry with Mandalorian after one fight mm. when his son has challenged many other foundlings on multiple occasions before.
0: Well, the rivalry would not have really anything to do directly with the challenge between their sons. It's just a point that Man- Mando, um, Din Djarin and Paz didn't really get along, you know, from the beginning, you know, because Paz, you know, I, I think he still believes that the the Dark Saber, you know, we haven't talked about the Dark Saber oh, yeah. probably still belongs uh with his family. That, you know, he should be the rightful heir to the to the uh to the dark saber. So I, it starts there. The rivalry starts there. And now that you have, you know, the you know, the uh the the, the next generation getting together and, and challenging each other, that's that can cause friction. I can see that. Oh,
1: happening. the Grogu flip though.
0: Oh yeah, that was awesome.
1: I saw that coming though.
0: Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. Like,
1: when, I mean, when Grogu just started like flipping over. Yeah,
0: yeah they, I mean that kid had no clue what they, you know what he was into. So
1: he's like, oh it's like uh he's like a year old, I'm gonna beat him. Right. Meanwhile Grogu having so much experience that he can beat an experienced child. Like like Grogu just straight up flipped over this kid yeah. and he's like like Boba Fett movies like That's right. See you now.
0: Right, three times, and that was it. Now
1: more like Cad Bay. Just to make sure he didn't miss any shots.
0: Oh, that's right, the marshal. Right, yeah. Okay.
1: Marshal ain't for sale. Marshal ain't for sale. uh, The sheriff will not be returning in. Any future projects,
0: yeah, okay. That's that's from an episode from last year. That's ago. one well, with the ago. spice, one well, with the spice. All right, it you have to be in on the joke, you know. This is a previous episode of um, yeah, you guys Book should
1: check Fame. that episode out. Yeah, well, okay, uh, what was well, it, episode five or six or seven? Yeah, all
0: right, well, well, okay, let's get back on track. So let's talk about
1: let's not let's talk about that costume,
0: dad. Okay, well, put it in the poll, see what happens, you know. All right. So let's get to the third storyline, which is the most interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. Um let's talk about it. So yeah. Mary B gotta love anytime Cad Bane gets referenced. Yes, hashtag clone wars. Absolutely. Hashtag clone wars. Absolutely. All right. So now the armorer, once again, you know, she uh played a big role in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh decided was she was tough. going to forge uh uh Beskar for the armorer Robert. was
1: forging a lot in this episode, yes. But- she forged a um, what's it a rondel for Gargan, I think that's what she called it.
0: I you mean in this episode? I don't yeah. know if she gave it a name, but it's kinda of like a chest plate. A so
1: rondel, I think. She okay,
0: so it. something that protects his uh you know, his, his front, you yeah. know, if he's attacked or you know, this shield.
1: Yes, yeah, that yeah. he can wear over his chainmail. I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw him wearing the chainmail. mail.
0: Right, exactly. Yes, you're right. I saw that too. All right, so as she is forging this armor. Uh, you know the sounds that it makes—the thud sounds and the clanking—it um, takes. Oh,
1: that's fun. I have that set somewhere. It's right there. Yeah. I still have the armor, of thing. The
0: uh, the I sound of the, the 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 thud, the thud, and the, you know, and the, the clanking boom. sound. Right. Mm. It. It's takes... so
1: enthralling. It can bring back flashbacks.
0: People. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes Grogu back to Order sixty six.
1: Oh, I didn't know Grogu had memories.
0: Let's a shout out to the puppeteers. I mean, if you took first of all, yeah,
1: Grogu's emotion,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, that is—he was so sad.
0: Yeah, his eyes just said everything. Like when he went back and talked, you know, thought about Order sixty-six. He just looked so distraught, traumatized.
1: Bro, so let's talk about.
0: So let's talk about what happened. We saw this scene. Um, in the trailers, right? I mean, these the Jedi are heading towards this door. You know, this door is being uh, uh, unsealed, and then out comes the clone troopers, and they're firing. They're firing at the Jedi. Of course, the Jedi are you know no match.
1: I find it. I find it kind of crazy though that the Jedi weren't trained to to fight their own allies. Like, I know that's not something that would obviously come to mind, but. These Jedi are the same people who have defeated thousands of battle droids, super battle droids, droidikas, other separatist enemies, aliens, and yet some humans with blasters can beat these people. Not droids who are coded for accuracy, although, you know, the battle droids really miss, but like,
0: it's clone
1: troopers that get them.
0: Yeah, I think they were unprepared, you know, because the yeah. clone troopers were working alongside them, you know, like a minute ago. And okay, then all like, of a sudden
1: like imagine imagine if you're at work and you're working with your coworkers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden your coworkers close their laptops, calmly get up and tell you, All right, you're gonna come with us now.
0: Right. And they just turn on you and then all of a sudden, like they are throwing you out the door or something. I don't know. It's like it's weird, you know, like you you they were caught off guard. Um
1: Yeah, I mean I would be completely caught off guard if my friends just suddenly decided to kick me down a flight of stairs. Well, yes. Yeah. Well, like, like, literally. They were just taking out Jedi left to right, these slow troopers.
0: Yes, yes. Weren't
1: there, like, six or seven Jedi at the opening, protecting the pod?
0: I did not count the number of Jedi.
1: Me neither, but I okay. went by the lightsabers.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I didn't count the lightsabers And either. you know what else? Yes.
1: So, eventually, Grogu gets to the elevator. Mm-hmm. He has a little fret going up with him because in one of the shots yeah a jedi falls backwards and falls into, the, into elevator. the elevator yeah
0: yeah that was an accident
1: he um I'm pretty sure he perished but somehow the elevator door shuts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we don't even know if he's still there because the camera is always staying up so we can't tell
0: that's a good point but right. like
1: I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this man just pretty much vanished yeah like he fell into an elevator. After he fell in, like immediately after, no room to get out. I got the it. doors closed. Yes. Well, did he just turn into a force ghost? Or I don't
0: something? know. I, I I doubt it. Uh, uh, that might be. A,
1: did he just go? Did he just? Turn continu- into Continuity. Continuity error. Like, you know what? I'm a dip. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna dip. No, I'm okay. gone. Bye.
0: All right. So can we talk about what happens when he and gets like Kind
1: of like the the guy from the Mandalorian season two. Remember? The one who had his arm sticking
0: out. You mean the guy with the jeans? Yeah. Yeah. Jeans guy. Yeah. You know how f- funny that is! That that was Carl Weathers' episode that yeah. he directed that episode, and he directed since, this one. And too. He directed this one. So I guess
1: Carl Weathers just like putting Easter eggs in these. You know? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So all right. Uh, so Alex, question: Did Grogu use the Force to push the door close elevator button?
1: I I'm not sure because usually when Grogu uses mm-hmm. the Force, he has like panthers start together. Yeah, right. I didn't notice. So he usually uses like that claw position. So
0: you gotta think this was what maybe thirty years ago that happened. Or, nah, no, it, would, it wouldn't have been
1: thirty years. Well, about fifteen, I'd say.
0: Okay, so now Grogu. No, wait, twenty. Okay, twenty-five. So, so Grogu right, was still, 25. you know, I mean, at fifty years old, he's still a baby. But think about it, him at thirty. I don't think he had any idea of how they even use the force i thought it might have been Grogu like it even
1: looked younger to me
0: yeah i thought it might have been an electronic elevator door that closed on its own uh Alex yeah like th-
1: those pods and again while we're in a course could
0: be yeah could be all right so then let's talk about this flashback all right so Grogu's on the elevator the elevator door is open and we see this character all right Let's explain who this character is, you know, for people who may not be aware, if Keller you're new to Beck. Star Wars, let's talk about Keller and Beck. All right. So Keller and Beck is this is a very interesting story and it is very surprising to see him, but
1: so I'm not sure if this makes this show canon.
0: Well, no, it does. It does make it canon. All right, so let's talk about... Keller I and Beck. asked
1: you this before but, the no, show. No, well,
0: Keith, all right, you're talking about the the Jedi Temple Challenge? Yes. All right, so let's talk about the Jedi. Okay, Keller and Beck is actually a character, all right, fictional character, obviously, who was the host of this game show, like a survivor-type show yes. for Star Wars kids called... Played
1: by Best.
0: ...Jedi Temple Challenge, all right?
1: Yeah, you're right. It's probably canon.
0: Right. So as you could, you know, maybe you can see or cannot see, but we you are actually wearing the Jedi Temple Challenge shirts. Okay. we to. Yes. Well, yeah, you know, this is.
1: No, I felt like it actually. Well,
0: good. no, I mean, it, it, it relates to this episode. It, it so, relates. Yes. Yeah, so very the, much. Yeah. So uh, the show aired in 2020. The, the The character of Kelrin Beck is played by Ahmed Best. All right. <clears throat> Who is Ahmed Best?
1: Well, Charlie already knows.
0: Well, yes, I'm at best. So, yes, Charlie, exactly. So, so he
1: formerly, formerly
0: mm-hmm.
1: played Jar Jar.
0: Jar Jar Binks, right. So, if you... I'm sure
1: you remember him.
0: Yeah, if you are a fan of the prequels or maybe you're just hearing all this for the first time. So, there's a character named Jar Jar Binks who was in uh Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. So, he was meant to be... Hey, 2 and 3. Well, yeah, yeah, a little. He was sprinkled in. Yeah, he he debuted in 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 uh, episode one. Um, he was one of the first motion capture characters ever to to appear on screen, so it was groundbreaking how it was done. Ahmed Best, um, this actor, he actually um, his start was on stage. Ahmed Best, you know, he was actually born in New York City. He was raised in the South Bronx um very talented actor, mm-hmm. musician, and he's also a performer. Um, he was in a play a long time ago back in the 90s called stomp, stomp right And stomp it has to do with these performers who are actually using all kinds of instruments to create percussion uh, sounds, mm-hmm. right like trash cans, you know anything they could pick up their you know pick up with their hands and and, and beat it. I and
1: do that and sometimes make percussion.
0: With yeah, right. So that's so that's how he was discovered. So he was an actor in this in this show, and he was discovered by a casting director uh, for Star Wars, and he was given the offer. You know, I guess he met George Lucas, and George Lucas uh, really enjoyed working with him. and thought Ahmed Best was very talented, so he was offered the position to play Jar Jar Binks. And like I said again, you know, this character is a stop motion character, so you know, jo- you know. The, the, You know, Ahmed, you know, who is very athletic and, and, you know, he can move around and he's very limp, you know, nimble, um, had to play Jar Jar as very flexible, right? Uh Movable character, always moving around.
1: Funny Easter egg in the Lego Star Wars, a complete soccer video game, Mm -hmm. Jar Jar can jump higher than a Jedi. So the Jedi's double jump effect Mm -hmm. is not not as high as Jar Jar's double jump. Because in uh, one of the levels, you have to use Jar Jar to get over because the Jedi jumps won't make it.
0: So really, so Jar Jar jumps higher than Jedi. You're saying?
1: Not sure if it's canon. Uh,
0: well, okay, it, yeah.
1: it, it's an Easter egg in the game.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's very interesting. So, like I said, he has to be very nimble, very quick. Um, so the idea was that he was going to be uh, bring comic relief to this film, The Phantom Menace.
1: Wasn't that funny?
0: <coughs> really
1: mislabeled.
0: Okay. Um. So that was the idea. And it turns out that the character, um, you know, was not as successful as the filmmakers were hoping. Um, you know, a lot of people actually thought the character was a, a, a negative portrayal mm-hmm. of, 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 of a character who is, uh, you know, um, you know not, doesn't think for himself or, you know, he's not very smart. Um, he was a know, bit, he's, you know, his, his dialect was, was a bit slow considered to, offensive to, to people,
1: but the way George Jar, Jar talked as well, he was yeah. like, he's
0: right. So, um, so the character did not go over well with a lot of fans, um, back in 1999 when this film came out. Um, so you could tell if you were to watch the, um, the other two episodes, uh, two films, episode two and three, the role of George R Binks was reduced significantly. Right, and that he was, was in the reason first why episode, because it was like the,
1: crucial, and yeah. then in the second and third they were like, eh. right, yeah,
0: be, yeah, yeah, because of the pushback that you know he received uh, for uh, portraying his character. Yeah. Now, unfairly, unfortunately, Ahmed Best, his career was impacted by playing this character because after
1: it's amazing how make or break these things can be. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Like
1: you can play one bad role. And your career gets shattered. Mm-hmm. But look what happened to Kihi Kwan. He had great rules, and then for thirty years, nothing.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, for 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 different reasons, um, you know, uh, you know, I you know Kihi Kwan has a different story, but uh, with Ahmed Bess, unfortunately, you know, it, he had a very difficult time finding work after the the, the prequel <laughs> trilogy, um, and you know, it led to you know of depression. He has some mental health issues, but he bounced back. Um, so just recently, like I said, you know, he is now this new character called Keller Beck, the host of the Jedi Temple Challenge, which I did not believe at the time was canon, but it doesn't matter he's now because it. he, if he wasn't canon, then he's canon now. Okay. So, um, so we're saying all this to say, we are so glad to see Ahmed Best back. Right. Um, it's he great may to not, see
1: a return to Star Wars. Absolutely,
0: you know, he may not have been um, maybe treated fairly uh, uh, by fans. You know, he's he a were, pivotal
1: character now.
0: Yes, right. So I think fans were trying to hard to distinguish Jar Jar the character to Ahmed Best the actor, right? So you know, they just looked at him as one and the same. And um, so, yeah, unfairly. And, you know, he had to endure a lot of, of negativity and pushback. Unnecessarily. So, unnecessarily. So we are just glad to just see him back because it's well-deserved. He needs to be back. He's playing a brand-new character. It, not only a character, he's playing a Jedi Knight. Not just a Jedi Knight, but a Jedi Knight. With who's two saved, lightsabers. With two. So cool. I mean, like I said, I mean, this guy, you know, he's so flexible. I think he... um you know he's he's into uh, the 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 martial arts as well. Do you see how he's flipping those lightsabers around? You know, the, you, know how, you know
1: when you reach peak coolness. Yes, we have two lightsabers that aren't even the same color.
0: Exactly, and you can and when use you can them. fill
1: in all quarters on a portal right. in the Minecraft.
0: Right, and he was able and to hold his own.
1: city, and, and then rich. again,
0: he is the Jedi who saved Grogu. So this is very very big, very important character. You know, Ahmed Best is a friend of the show. So we would love if he can, you know, we would love to have him as a guest so we can just speak about, you know, uh, this character and just talk about his career. Um yeah. it's just someone we would love to have on the show. So if you are so
1: much fun, yeah.
0: Ahmed, if you're listening, you know <laughs> connect with us, please. You know, we we would love to have you on the show. All right. So okay. All right, uh so QA. Yes. What do we have here? So, Mary Maybe, B.
1: Does his character ever show up anywhere in the High Republic books? Uh, so, the Higher Republic is about 300 years prior, so.
0: Right, yes. Yeah, so no, the, he
1: does not show up in any of
0: those. Correct. So, yes. Yeah, so, the answer to the question, Mary, yes, he would not. Um, like he said, the High Republic books takes place 200 years before, 200 or yeah. 300 years before The Phantom Menace. So, he would not be a part of that series, unfortunately.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. And then, Aiden, what is your favorite character? Uh, of all, Mando. All right, uh, favorite character on the Mandalorian or of all time. Um, mine is Darth Vader of all time. I would say yours is Ahsoka
1: of all time.
0: Of all time. So, but my
1: favorite character on this show is yep. Mando.
0: Mando, right? Yeah.
1: I, favorite know... character out of all TV series, still Mando.
0: Still Mando. Wow, really? Okay. Um... Just
1: TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Second is Ahsoka. And then the okay. third is you remember Kaz from Star Wars Resistance? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, he you like Kaz.
0: Yeah, Kaz Kaz is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um I like him. I am becoming a big fan of Bo Katan. I, mm-hmm. I just really love, you know, now that I know more about her character, you know, where she you know, her, her, her backstory, you know, and she is still around and you know, she's still learning about herself. And I think that's just very interesting that, you know, you know, no matter you know, what stage in life you're in, you can always you can always learn something new from other people. You can learn something new about who you are. Uh, so she is trying to find herself, and I, I like the journey that she's going on. So I say Bo-Katan right now is my favorite Mandalorian character. Mary B., excited to see some of the explorations of what being a Mandalorian means, yes. And complications around that, yes. Very complicated. They are a very complicated group of people. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, OK, so those so those are the three storylines. So, you know, let me know what you think of the episode. If you have any questions, more questions or comments about the episode in particular. Um, but that's pretty much what took place this past episode. Uh, it was a uh, it's, it's a very cool. I mean, we didn't talk in detail yeah. about the the chase scene with with uh, Kellerin and going through the. Uh, uh Coruscant Imagine then, a
1: cool dude uh, with two lightsabers yeah. and a kid I, show I, riding a bike.
0: Yeah. I, I don't that is
1: the Mandalorian show at all. But like imagine if that was a scene.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you can make Coruscant look any better than it does.
1: Somehow in the Coruscant manages like, to every time, see, every time we see Every
0: it. time I see Coruscant, it just looks spectacular. It's like I wish, you know, I lived in a city that looked like Coruscant. Or, no, you don't. No, okay, why not? Why would I know?
1: Because speeder bikes like this fly over your head all the time. Dude. Well, that's true. Imagine if he dropped his lightsaber. Would you want to Ooh, be standing would, right there?
0: That would hurt. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Well, you know what? I, I and just also
1: there's a lot of scrubby characters. Yeah, I
0: probably want to stay indoors in like a hotel or something and just check out the view, of course. And just watch the cars flying by. You know, I, I think I've just I wouldn't mind just staring through the window all day, all night looking at the, the the cityscape.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. You want to get on a speeder bike, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, Dad, while you look at that hotel view, I'm going to be doing circles in front of your hotel.
0: On the speeder bike?
1: Yeah. I'll be okay. like, Dad, look at me. I'm yeah. flying. Right. And you know, I don't want to see it. And Dad's going to be like, get off.
0: I don't want to see it. Charlie, excited to see Amanda Lauren at Bo-Katan does keep getting along with the watch, and then very interested in how far she has come from the Death Watch and Clone Wars to amazing journey. Exactly. Yes, it is an amazing journey. I think that's why she is um, my favorite character right now. I just want to see where where she goes, where she leads to. Um, Q, uh, Alex, what do you think happened to Grogu after he was rescued? I think I may have an answer.
1: Enlighten us.
0: Um... time a clone uh, of order 66 there weren't that many allies that you know that were left after the Jedi you know was pretty much slaughtered um, so we couldn't send them back to another Jedi because any Jedi that were su- that survived is in hiding alright so I think the only other place I can see Grogu going to <coughs> is maybe Alderaan Huh. yeah and uh, yeah and maybe being taken in by Bail Organa, I that's that's where I think he is. You know, it's a long shot, but that's you know, where else could he have gone? Now here's the thing. Now of course he could have gone anywhere. You know, we don't know. He could have gone to any other planet, and you know, we may see that. I, I you know, I'm hoping that they'll continue the story with uh, Kelleran and Grogu. I would love to know. Now where that they, would be great. Yeah, I would love to know where they went. But it's it, you know, they could have just went. Just as easy went to. They could have done a
1: lap around Coruscant and came back.
0: Well, no, they would have left Coruscant completely. Yes, okay. Um, They they would have. They could have gone to any planet. You know, maybe a new planet that we've never even heard of, meeting people we've never heard of. But if they wanted to, uh, you know, connect it with a character that we're familiar with, it would be on Alderaan with Bail Organa. Now, of course, he couldn't stand all around for too long because we know what happens to the planet. Uh, in episode four, I
1: love how Grogu constantly yeah. evades death.
0: Exactly, I, you know, he, he moves around. So you know, like
1: you know. he evaded death with mm-hmm. Order sixty six. True. If he goes to Alderaan, he's going to evade death with Bail. True. And he evaded death with Luke, because the temple would have burned yes. down, and maybe. Grogu would not have come back.
0: Maybe yes, yes. What do you mean maybe? Oh, oh <laughs> Keith, we don't know what happened at the um, Luke's temple.
1: What do you mean? we don't know? Well, we
0: know there was a fire, but we don't know if Grogu was even there.
1: Exactly. When he left Luke, he cheated
0: death. Oh, well, okay. All right. We don't know how it ends for Grogu. Maybe he's still around. I mean, he could live to be 900 years just like Yoda. So, yeah. Him. Yeah.
1: what 900 years old you reach. Look, kid's going to that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He'll still look good at 900. Grogu. You know, that, that little cute kid. Grogu's going
1: to turn into Yoda at 900.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I I think he's with Bale. That's what I think. I can see that. Yeah. All right. right.
1: Well, I think that's it. Well,
0: okay. So, a couple of things that we want to say. Um, um, Again, thank you um, to uh, those who, you know, gave us shout outs about our second anniversary. So, yes. It's
1: been two years. As of March 21st,
0: 2023, we've reached our two-year anniversary doing this podcast. And we just enjoy, um, you know, putting these episodes together and talking to um you know people like you uh who watch us and listen to us and leave comments so we encourage you to continue to do that for us to leave comments and questions um, we want to thank Ashley Eckstein um we were yeah. very very fortunate to have an interview with Ashley just um that just dropped yesterday so if you have not seen it check it out not because we were in it but check it out it was it was we a great in interview it. it was a great interview so uh, so thank you, Ashley, again for your for for your time. Um, you two, we are now at seven hundred and ninety three subscribers. So what as of at, right now, as of right now, you as could be watching this, this moment, and we have
1: subscribers. As we subscribers. are
0: speaking, I am looking to find seven more subscribers that will put us at eight hundred. Tell
1: you what eight to, do. to grab, put us
0: over eight hundred. Grab
1: every device in your house. Your brothers, your Call brothers, up your, friends. your sisters, your siblings, if your fathers. If they're Star Wars fans or not Star Wars fans,
0: just say, hey, subscribe to this channel. They're going to say, what is this? Don't worry about it. Just subscribe. Don't they're worry just, about it. Is, that's right. Just, just just tell them to subscribe. All right? So I, this is this is a very easy seven, easy seven subscribers we're looking to see tonight. Uh, Aiden says, my grandma subscribed to you guys like you guys are doing the Bad Bash talk. Yes, we are. We're going to get to that, Aiden. Thank you so much for bringing that up. And thank you to your grandma, too. Oh, wow. So that's awesome. Uh, And then, of course, we're on the race to 1,000 subscribers, right? Because we want to get to 1,000, that magic number, 1,000. So, but let's get to 800. Let's let's do it tonight. We can do that. All right. Tomorrow, yes. So like we said earlier, this uh, episode, we did miss last week's episode. So we will be reviewing Two episodes tomorrow. That would be episode thirteen. Lucky
1: for us, they're kind of a two-parter, right? Yeah,
0: they, they 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 kind of work together. So uh episode thirteen. It's kind of
1: funny how like every time we miss an episode, it just so happens that they're two-parters. Yeah,
0: they seem. To remember connect.
1: last year we did the same thing. Yeah, I don't remember. Which two it was episodes. like eight and
0: nine. Oh and yeah. Somehow okay. they
1: like went together perfectly.
0: That's true, right? It was like a two-parter. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. So episode thirteen, Pabu
1: problem
0: you know, right and episode 14 is tipping point, um uh, which is the last two episodes before the two part season finale series finale we don't know but episodes 15 let's and hope it's a season is so. going to drop they're going to drop next Wednesday. I can't believe that another My season God, of the Bad Batch is coming to an end, How? right? So hope- uh, yeah, it, I mean it, it's time going flies. too
1: fast. No, flies, no. Yeah.
0: So, But we'll talk about 13 and 14 tomorrow. Um, we hope you'll join us, you know, if you're a Bad Batch fan. If you're not a fan, you just want to hang out with us, we'd love to have you. Yeah. But I think that is it for tonight, everyone. So let us know if there's any more comments. Um, Charlie says, I shared your channel more. Helpful, it helps. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully, it helps. Yes. Uh, it will definitely help, Charlie. And thank you. Congratulations. You guys are amazing. An awesome episode with Ashley Eckstein. Thank, thank you, you, Charlie. Thank you, you so much. I- well, yeah, Charlie's a fan of of uh, of Ashley. You I know. know. Right? Yeah, exactly. Great. Looking forward to the Bad Batch. Yes, I skipped quite a few episodes to watch Pabu, and we'll try to catch fourteen. Yes, yes, Mary, There's thank a tipping you. Tipping point. Yes, you want to watch fourteen before we spoil it for you. So it's a very very good episode. All mm. right. All well, right. they're
1: all good. I don't think we've ever had a bad Batch episode. And we opened the episode by saying this was horrible.
0: Plus, mm, well, okay, that's true. That's true. They've all been Yeah, but you know, this is yeah. We definitely want to have thirteen or fourteen under our belt so we can be ready for fifteen and sixteen because I, I think fifteen and sixteen are gonna
1: the way fourteen knock, 14's knock our of socks off.
0: off. I have no idea where we're going. I'm
1: not even wearing socks. Exactly. See, because
0: you got your socks. I'm gonna have to off.
1: put them on, and it's, then they're gonna, get, they're knocked gonna off. get
0: knocked off again. Right there, you go. All right
1: one for 15 one for 16 they're gonna be flying
0: alex uh, it just went so quickly i didn't see alex's but uh, the interview (laughs) with is awesome awesome. thank you alex she has a she is a wonderful person wonderful person um some nerd hey hey guys i just finished the episode wanted to say hi thank you so much thank you billy all right okay um laugh out loud put on socks so you're safe to have them knocked off exactly We'll be ready. Yeah. We'll have our socks ready for tomorrow. I will be there for the Bad Batch live stream tomorrow. Thank you, Aiden. We can't wait to see you tomorrow.
1: Invite your grandma.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Okay, Keith, where can people find us?
1: Well, if you'd like to listen to us, you already know where you can find us, wherever you get your podcasts, socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fathers Galaxy. Website is FathersandGalaxy.com. Please check out our merch store and also check out our YouTube community page, for weekly updates.
0: All right, very good. And like I said, we'll put those uh, questions uh, on the community page, right? So I
1: will be getting that costume. R-
0: well, that question and the other question—you know, the, do we think the armor knows about the Mythosaur? Um, I'll
1: tell you what the answers will be to my. Yes,
0: opinion. she knows. She already knows, or no, know she's hearing it from both the can for the first time. So we'll put that up there.
1: But you know what? I think yes. I got the answers for my poll from. Um, for The costume, we gotta keep talking about this absolutely. And no, and anyone who says no will be removed from this channel.
0: No, you will not be removed from this channel. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm just kidding.
0: I'm just kidding. Vote with your conscience, you know. Please don't. (laughs) I need this costume. If he doesn't need the costume, then just say so. You know, he doesn't (laughs) have to have it. Polls clothes, yes to the costume. Mary. If anyone right, says no, they're excommunicated, anyone says no the they're excommunicated from the watch. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Alex. All right. Okay. So uh, yeah, so we got more. Ken Bishop. Thank you, Ken. Would you guys ever like to join a Mandalorian armor party? We can help you build your kits. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Ken, yes. Let's let's talk about this, Ken. We'll talk about let's that. Let's a- talk. We'll talk about that offline. Wow, okay,
1: yes, yes, yeah,
0: send us the details, Ken. So, uh, yeah, so you can, um, you know, sounds lovely. Uh, you can send us a DM on our uh Twitter page, or we have a you know, there's our um email address. Yep, there you uh-huh. go, ker at fathersongalaxy.com. So, yeah, reach out to us, Ken. Thank you. Um, what else we have? Yes, Ken is welcome to the watch. All right, that's pretty exciting. All right, and there's a PA group that meets near Philly. Uh, Yeah, yeah. okay. All right, so I guess you are are you from the Philly area, Ken? All right. Yeah, reach out to us, please. Yeah, please send us the details. Yeah, absolutely. All right. How are we doing? Okay. All right. This is the way. This is the way. All right. Thank you. This has been fun. This was a great Mm -hmm. episode. Um, Like I said, you know, uh, shout out to Ahmed Best. You know, it couldn't happen to a nicer person um i i want to see more about his character i, I want to see what happens next with have to see what King happens Gerwig. to beck absolutely there you go all right so once again thank everyone for tuning in we will be back tomorrow uh to review episodes uh 13 and 14 of the bad batch so until next time take care and we will see, see you, you again this is the way this is the way
1: Send us the details of that armor.